0: Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. Now, here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete.
1: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Questionable to Return podcast. As always, I'm Andy, joined with my buddies, Mike.
0: Hi, everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. How's everybody doing tonight? Good. Surviving the cold. I feel like winter, the end is almost in sight. I'm starting to feel.
1: As we got just dumped on with another seven inches of snow?
0: We got dumped on, but pitchers and catchers are reporting. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day, don't forget. Halfway point of February, we'll we'll get there.
1: It does feel like the moment you start hearing Euchre on the radio, there should be no longer any snow on the ground. Yeah, I feel those are the most
0: dog days of winter. Yeah, and watch we'll just will end up being one of those winters where it snows a lot in March, with our luck. Whatever happened with the groundhog? I think he said uh, early spring, but then I heard that the groundhog has actually been wrong more than right historically. So, D- damn you, Punxsutawney. Yeah, don't put too much stock in the in that Punxsutawney fill.
1: Ironically enough, I wasn't able to go to work today because. It wasn't because the actual snow from a day ago it was the wind with the drifts i had a drift that was about a foot high that my my wife was able to go through with the with the four-wheel drive vehicle but my load of the ground car did not fare so well
0: yeah the all the hard work of uh shoveling yesterday
2: just uh kind of disappeared as the day went on so so mode of transportation as you're driving to work uh pete's pet peeves here um, last two days, of course we had the, what, six to 10 inches of snow. And then today too. So I was driving down a pretty busy highway, not interstate, but highway. And, how, many, uh, how many lanes? Two lanes, just two lanes. So, but it's, it's busy. Like one way? One way. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. So. All of a sudden it start, get, slows to a crawl. And I'm like, okay, come on, people. We live in Wisconsin. Everybody knows how to drive in the snow. We can go at least 40. It was like 20. So eventually I see people passing, and I'm like, wow, people are passing. I look, and all of a sudden there's a guy on one of those, I think one of those bikes. I don't know if you call them recumbent recumbent bikes. The ones or where you sit down and you yeah, sit down like, and you uh, pedal. Like he's reclining. Yeah. He's like in the middle of the road. Plows driving like crazy. Everybody's passing him and kind of Splash and slush all over him too I'm like you gotta be kidding me man So then the next day It's not as as bad snow But same guy I'm like I can't deal with this man If if he's there tomorrow I'm gonna be really mad Uh, I don't know why Why are you riding your bike It was cold this
1: morning too Along the same lines My son and I were driving home We made a quick trip to Target to get him a sled for school tomorrow And on the way home Those of you who live around us know this guy. But he was on his bike riding home, and it was pitch black out. Oh, yeah, that guy. And his flashy light wasn't working. Oh. So the only reason I even saw him was I saw the the flicker of his headlight as I was coming up behind him, luckily, because I would have clipped him because he couldn't get off to where he probably normally was on the side part. He was right on the line of the actual highway. I'm like, I, I just... I think if there's that much snow, like banning on any highway in the state should probably be banned.
2: No, oh, yeah, I, I agree.
0: After living in Madison for I lived there about a decade total between two different stints, two different tours in Madison, <laughs> I fu- I was I was always very annoyed with the bike culture. There's kind of a bike culture there where the people who are kind of part of the bike culture. Were almost they were so into it, they'd almost kind of want to like be aggressive on their bikes and really show off that like, you know, just because it's a bike doesn't mean you can't share the road, man. They all
2: want to be Lance Armstrong.
0: Yeah, and the thing is though. If you want to be share the road, that's fine. But at the same time, I would see them all the time, like riding through red lights and riding down the wrong side of the <laughs> yeah. road because there's a right. traffic jam. And it's like... You can get a ticket for yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you, all right, do you want to be share the road? Then follow the traffic laws. It's not your bike is, you know, when you feel like it, the good thing about a bike is I can just start riding through red lights. Or I remember getting to my apartment with have traffic jams during Badger basketball games, and they just all ride down the wrong side of the street and, Jeez. and drive me crazy too. So I'm with you on that being a pet peeve.
2: How about, how about lastly, save the earth in the summer and spring and fall. Don't save the earth in winter. It's yeah. not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's not put not your bi- bike away. It is not biking weather. Put your weather. bike away, get in a nice warm car, and drive to work. Yeah, not just, very slow. Just but for my slow. safety reason. I just I just don't get it. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> the plows, I mean, they'll just knock you over. <laughs> right. They Bi- won't care. Bikes they are
0: very clearly a warm weather mode of transportation. Yes.
1: Stop biking. <laughs> it's like if my like 1-ton vehicle is having trouble getting through it, how does his 10 speed getting through it? <laughs>
2: how? Let, are, yeah, his let, leg, alone, let alone his the recliner. Leg, his uh new age leg powered machine. Is just trudging through the snow and slush to get to work. Aye, aye, aye. Anyway.
0: So it was a tough week for the Badgers. They played two of the best teams in the Big Ten, Michigan and Michigan State, and the Badgers lost both games.
1: Yeah, I think the only one bright spot was. Ethan Happ actually joined the 2,000-point, the 1,000-rebound club.
0: Yeah, he's actually going to go down as one of the best players in Wisconsin history when you look at his numbers. He's right up there in points, in rebounds, in steals, too. You wouldn't expect for a big man. I think, uh, I think the Badgers are really going to miss him when he's gone because he really is such a big part of the team right now.
2: Yeah, Reivers is gonna have to become that guy, right?
0: Yeah, they they're gonna need a big man. They do lack size, which is unfortunate because they also have inconsistent guard play. So I don't know what the future of this team
2: holds. Yeah, their guards really, really lost that Michigan State game. I would say they they did not play well at all. They got they got points off the bench. I think they scored like four, 15 points off the bench. And Hap had his usual big game, but that like Trice and. And they just did not perform the way they should, and that's I mean they were close they were what down one with i think like two minutes left or something like that like and then all of a sudden they're down they they lose by almost ten, yeah, that
0: seems to be their uh their m o they will hang with teams, and then just late in the games they they let the other team pull away, and yeah. Same same things that always pop up with the Badgers. Uh Hap was O of six at the line. You know, that as good of a player as he is, that drives me crazy. Why does he not just shoot free throws underhanded?
2: Yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah that's true.
0: If when you struggle to make fifty percent, I think he's down to like forty five percent on the season. What's more embarrassing? Going 0 for six at the line or shoot, trying to shoot underhand, because he just he cannot shoot.
1: And that was one of the big knocks on him because he was he declared for the NBA draft what coming out of last season. Yeah. And he worked out for a couple teams and that was one of the, the bigger things was they really he really needed to work on free throw shooting before he made that next step, as well as improving his game away from the rim, but yeah, he doesn't seem to be improving at all that free throw aspect of it anyway.
0: I really think he doesn't have a place in the NBA just given how poor of a shooter he is.
2: Yeah, definitely. So next up, they have they play at home versus Illinois. Uh, Illinois is actually four and one since losing to Wisconsin on the twenty third of January. They beat Maryland and Michigan State. So Illinois is kind of pretty hot right now. We'll we'll see if the Badgers can get back on track. Um, but they are two games back. Uh, Michigan State leads right now. Michigan's right behind them, and and Purdue they're all tied. Uh, Maryland's next, and then the Badgers. So the Badgers are two games back. They're not going to win the Big Ten. It's kind of like, well, just where do you want to be seeding wise? I guess for the Badgers, Michigan did lose to Penn State, which was pretty pretty crazy. Other uh, news in the Big Ten, Purdue lost to Maryland. Uh, that was uh, they had an eight game winning streak going into that game. So we'll see the last uh, two weeks about what what happens with uh, this Badgers team. They're in the tournament. I I think they have enough quality wins, of course, and they'll they have a lot of easier teams to play. Uh, coming up, but we'll we'll see exactly where they get seated, and I I wouldn't mind them getting a little lower in the seedings just to to be that upset team instead of a team that gets upset.
0: Yeah, I think this team kind of has upset written all over them. Being upset, like we said, if they're like a five seed, I could just see a twelve seed. Oh yeah, beating them definitely. But yeah, their schedule's easy down the stretch, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they can finish strong.
2: So our other uh, Wisconsin NCAA team, Marquette, they they keep rolling along. They uh, beat DePaul ninety-two to seventy-three. They have a couple games coming up versus Butler and Providence, and then they have their their huge matchup against Villanova, who they actually are behind in the conference. Can't forget about that. Villanova's ten and one in the conference, and Marquette's ten and two. So I don't know. We'll see if Marquette can can. I guess upset them again because they're they're at Villanova
0: yeah rematch they just played each other and that was a really close game yeah one point game right so going to Villanova that's gonna be a tough one but Marquette's in pretty good shape oh yeah definitely conference record and they've got some quality wins and they seemed primed to be uh be a team that probably makes more of a run than the Badgers do
2: Right, and that's the big difference. That well, that's the big, I guess, question with with NCAA Wisconsin sports basketball is okay. Wisconsin, they kind of have their style. They can lull you to sleep. Still, they have that. They have that kind of team. They have that player and hap. They have Trice and other guards that that can shoot. So they are somewhat dangerous to I think higher seeds if they are a lower seed. But if they're a higher seed, I feel like, obviously, they're going to be beat. But as far as Marquette, I feel like with Howard, they have that dynamic player like a Curry that, that and a guy that can hit. I think he hits, what, 90% of his free throws, too. Yeah. So down the stretch, he's going to be the guy, and we've seen it in every single NCAA tournament where one guy, one guard usually Guard play is huge, so one guard just takes over a game and and wins for their team a lot. So I could see Marquette going pretty far with Howard and and the Hausers. If the, if the Hausers do do well, I think I think they could make it at maybe to
0: Elite Eight. Doesn't hurt to have one of the best scorers in the country, and when he's your primary ball handler, that's a that's usually a pretty good combination yeah being the
2: 511 kind of hurts him but in an NCAA it doesn't hurt him as bad yeah
0: that's not we've seen plenty of smaller guards uh excel in college basketball
1: like you said that's where Marquette is at leaps and bounds I think ahead of Wisconsin because even if Howard does have off day like you still have other members on that Marquette team that can jump in and score where Wisconsin just doesn't seem to have that
0: yeah they just uh it's it's half their possessions seem to be let's just give it to hap and we'll just stand around and watch man that that hap 2000 point
1: 1000 rebound thing is is a pretty big deal he's only the fourth person in big 10 to do it
0: i know that was surprising to hear i'm surprised you know other guys like because it's been a while right it's been a long time you know frank kaminsky didn't get there i think it's the first person since 1980 or Orlando tucker or any of those guys finley didn't
2: either Pretty amazing. So it's a really big weekend. We have All Star Weekend. But I'm not yeah. talking about All Star Weekend. I'm talking about WWE. Of course. I mentioned the Elimination Chamber match is uh this weekend. So Elimination Chamber is pretty unique. So it's like four four uh caged in wrestlers and they are brought out every five minutes so it's kind of fun um it's not your normal pay-per-view so i don't know it's kind of interesting
0: wrestling i don't think i'm gonna commit to watching it but i can see the appeal of it seeing the excitement of of the kids getting into it and also something i was curious about was ronda rousey yeah i'm a more casual ufc fan but i had watched almost every ronda rousey fight since she got to the ufc so i was kind of curious to see like it did feel a little
2: weird seeing her not in the octagon but she fights and she fights almost like she's in an octagon yeah she has the attitude sometimes when she talks and and does a a big promo
1: so does she do a better job than brock lesnar does
2: brock's boring brock is very boring I would say he doesn't to Rouses, talk. He has, a, he has a spokesman, essentially, yeah, that goes with him. he does have a spokesman. So, yeah, I, I would think, I I still think Lesnar's probably better than her. She still has a lot of work to do, but. Is
1: there a good UFC
2: crossover talent? Yeah. I don't, uh, or are they all pretty stiff when, to when it comes to that? to that
1: Because, I mean, UFC is, just, I mean, you're going in there to, to kill somebody, essentially, across from you. Yeah. Where in WWE, there's a lot more of an entertainment factor that you have to play into, so I'm not. It takes a while to get used to that or or to switch
2: that brain a little bit. To right. I mean, there's not many of them. Well, so I, I think see. think Ken Shamrock came once. To, well, I to see the in WWE, your notes, but, though,
0: uh, Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley, isn't he UFC? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. One. I forget about Lashley, but, yeah, Lashley's fighting uh, with his, his little talker, too, because Lashley's not a good talker. Those UFC guys. I see they, a trend. They don't have chops. But yeah, he's he's fighting with Leo Rush, his his little man <laughs> against Finn Balor. Finn Balor's great though. Finn Balor puts on a good show. So, that'll be a fun match.
0: Yeah, and I guess just one more point about I want to see a WWE person go over to the UFC.
2: That'd be entertaining. CM Punk? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, CM Punk went to Yeah, he's getting his butt kicked. Yeah, yeah. he's probably he's almost I would, 40, ex, I would expect that. He's probably yeah. done with uh UFC Yeah, he UFC can't now. be fighting. Yeah. Anyway, so we're we're gonna have elimination chamber on when we sh- when we're doing our next podcast. So we might have some commentary, but just one little thing left for this WWE is they're they are about un- a little under sixty days until WrestleMania, the the big show really. And is that um, the Super Bowl? Of that WWE? is the Super Bowl of <laughs> WWE. Yeah, probably WrestleMania and SummerSlam are the, they're huge events, and and Royal Rumble is pretty big too. So Royal Rumble is pretty fun. But uh, they have Fastlane on March 10th, and then it's on to WrestleMania. So they only have the, these two pay-per-views left in it, and that's it. So there's a lot of good storylines. If you want to get into it, we can talk more into it, but we'll we'll leave it at that.
0: Let me know. The, we'll see. We'll,
2: we'll see you watch it. Let me watch know the next live.
0: time there's a a Royal Rumble. I'm in. I think I'm in on those from now on.
2: Andre the Giant Royal Rumble is WrestleMania. Oh,
0: is he still alive?
2: Um no <laughs> oh
0: it's just named after no. him
2: oh did, I you, did was, you see the HBO special I
0: did I thought that I thought he was like um the
2: mountain they brought him back <laughs> no Franken Mountain so let's move on to some real sports as Mike would put it finally <laughs> here's what everyone's been waiting for
0: in the world of professional darts today.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> So Bleacher Report ranked uh, the 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 top bowlers of the (laughs) of the season. (laughs) Hey, bowling's huge (laughs) in Wisconsin. Um, Bleacher Report ranked the starting lineups for each team post deadline. Uh, The Warriors are still number one, but it's been probably shaken up a little bit. Sixers are two, Raptors three, Bucks four, and Houston five. Other notable rankings: they have Boston at seventh, Nuggets at ninth. And the Pacers, who are third in the East, I believe, still are fifteenth. So obviously, the Sixers probably made a big jump there with getting Butler, obviously, earlier in the season and getting Harris. But do you think the Bucks should be above the Raptors at least?
0: I have um, a lot of problems with these rankings. As it's do Bleacher I. Report. As I mean, do, what do I you expect. First of all, they the list rolls. They, they list just throw um,
2: things out there for shock value.
0: Yeah, they have the Raptors ahead of the Bucks, and they have. Well, Mar-
2: congratulations! You got me pissed.
0: Go <laughs> ahead. Mark-, <laughs> Mark Gasol is listed as their center. Since they got him, he's not started. Right. Uh, Serge Ibaka still starts at center. Definitely. And, uh, Gasol comes off the bench. Yeah, because yep.
1: a the defensive liability. Just continue.
0: Just the way Valanciunas did. I think that's the plan. Still, is to have Gasol come off the bench. So that's not even correct. Right. Um. That's the biggest one i have an issue with i I have an issue the sixers i get adding harris probably makes it so their starting lineup might be a little better than the bucks but as we've pointed out the bucks bench is much better oh yeah so i don't have a problem with that and then also uh i I, don't think you want to know why i have a problem with that scoreboard the fact that the bucks are the
1: the bucks they're not only the number one team in the nba record wise they're also the best team against teams over 500 continue
0: why is it do you think that the bucks are not getting much respect because i was listening to sports radio where they were talking about the landscape of the east after these trades and it was a lot of raptors and sixers talk about people picking them to win the east i mean I, i get the philly
1: love and i get golden state love I mean those are the coasts, so they're gonna got the most media coverage on a day in and day out basis. The Toronto one is weird to me. Like what is the love affair with that lineup?
0: People still love Toronto for whatever reason. I mean that uh, Gasol coming off the bench, O. G and Anobi, they think that they're they've
2: bench had is good. they've had a pretty tough schedule. Uh I think Based off of what I've seen, strength of schedule wise, they have the thirtieth ranked schedule for <laughs> the rest of the season. So I have the easiest schedule the rest of the season. Bucks are actually twenty fourth, Sixers twenty fifth, so um, that maybe that's why they get the respect. But I that don't. should that
1: shouldn't play into their best starting five.
2: Oh, yeah. That's true. I mean team I mean, it makes
1: them have a better outlook for but the, like rest of the five, half, But like starting five,
2: Green Lowry's have has had a down year. granted he's a he's a all star for some reason, but Green's had I mean, Green's is what defensive guy really. Yeah, Leonard's off and on playing. I mean, Grant—he's a all-star. Sakeem's been been a plus, I would think. Siakam, Siakam.
0: Yeah,
1: I just don't get it. I was listening to Chris Bosch on Bill Simmons, and it sounds like it would be the worst place to play in the NBA. Like he was talking about it, and how you have to go through customs every time you're leaving and and coming back to the to the city. Well, you know, they do it a lot and they're not chartered out so they, they fly commercial so i mean they're constantly going through and having to fill out the forms yeah and he said he, he said he calculated out his last season there and he was in the airport 29 hours like the uh, toronto airport 29 hours for a t- uh, total season
0: yeah i guess that's stuff you don't even really think about also the fact i guess how does uh the taxes work then with it's on it's horrible
2: yeah, Velichunas yeah. actually missed a couple games because he had troubles with his uh, passport or something like that. Yeah. Visa troubles. Visa troubles. Yeah, I, I I don't get the love affair for him. Yeah. Also, Houston's on this list at number five. Not that we care about <laughs> That's another one, too. I don't think Schumpert starts. Yeah,
0: and... Well, whatever. They're missing Capella, really? Do you think they're better than the Thunder?
2: I mean, Farid has been really good for them. So when was this actually published? But, but, was well, a couple m- days ago.
1: Oh, so it was it was was it during or after the like OKC run that they've been on? Or Was it in the middle of it?
2: It was like Monday. I know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. OKC a days, has a weak link that Terrence Ferguson starts, but yep. but after other than him, they have Westbrook and George. Obviously, they got Stephen Adams Steve, is is always good all, role player. He's always underrated as a center. Yep. And then even Jeremy Grant playing power forwards, a right. thirteen and five guy. Yeah, I, I think better. they were. I
2: think they were ranked sixth. On that list, so. well,
0: they're better than Houston.
2: Yeah, I would say so too.
0: I disagree with a lot of this list,
2: but yeah. Anyway, it's, interesting though. You suck, Bleacher yeah, Report. Yeah, I think it's interesting as in if the Bucks do look at this, which I think Giannis looks at everything, it just further f- puts wood on the fire of of Giannis, could wanting to prove everybody wrong. They're so, fired up. They're channeling their inner Aaron
1: Rodgers, with yeah, their chip on their shoulder, and just well. take this and go dominate.
0: We saw what Giannis, as you pointed out, was yelling after his dunk about oh, yeah. he's the MVP.
2: He is the MVP. Yeah. Come on
1: now. That close-up of that play is amazing. And then the constant praise that Miritich has had for this organization is just, it's fun to watch.
0: And if anyone doesn't think Giannis is the MVP, I have a little stat here. It's uh, the best field goal percentage in the NBA this year from zero to three feet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's a weird stat, but... It's a wonderful stat. Minimum 250 attempts. Giannis is first in the league. He's shooting 77% from that range, and he's made 390 baskets. He
1: is, like, blown by the record, was, I believe. Isn't he, wasn't he supposed to set the record, like, all-time
2: record for this? He will. Yeah. I think he did it.
0: Just for comparison, you think how much LeBron atta- attack the I thought he was going to take over Shaq. Yeah. I, just, He'll
2: easily take over Shaq, I heard. For
0: but. this season, though... You know, you think LeBron, I know he's been hurt, but how good he is at attacking the basket too, and he's on this list. He's shooting 74%. He's third. He's made 199. Giannis has made 390. Right. Giannis is almost double. Yeah,
2: who's, is is LeBron second? We previewed second?
0: Anthony Davis is second. But
2: isn't he like 100 behind?
0: He's 225. Giannis is 390. (laughs) That's insane. Also, our own Eric Bledsoe, fifth, 190. Yeah, that How guy's
1: completely that? underrated yeah. on getting to the basket and finishing. Yeah, I thought that was.
0: Size. I thought that was an interesting stat to see. Not only Giannis just blowing by everyone, but also Bledsoe showing up on there. He's been so yeah. good. Well, well yes, yeah.
1: seven seven foot seven one, Giannis, and then you have five eleven, Bledsoe.
0: Yeah, so Giannis is the MVP because he just he dunks at will.
2: That's I think, I think you should play corrections music though. I think he's like six one, six two. A six one, But yeah, I think it well, let's go to MVP then. Cuz we're talking about Giannis, like let's give our like mid-season grades, I guess. So, MVP. Who do you got? We got Harden, we got Giannis, and we got George probably. Probably a three-horse race. I wouldn't put Westbrook in there.
0: No. I don't even know. I, don't know. I
2: can't be. even think of anybody else really. At Kawhi has been off and on playing. Davis was mentioned for a little while before the turmoil. Yeah, he got sad yeah. a
0: lot, so I don't think Davis is going to be in that. It, I guess it depends maybe on how the standings play out. Jokic maybe fourth?
2: I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. yeah. I would think Jok- Jokic has done very well this year. He's kind of that freakish freakish athlete.
0: Considering Denver has been the two seed kind of hanging in. But otherwise, yeah.
2: I- but yeah, you, you kind of give it like Harden has a 30-point streak. Um, George, I mean, they're they're doing really good. They're, what, the three seed right now, I believe. I'd have to check the standings. But, yeah, George has just been on fire, yeah. I would say, for that team, along with Westbrook. Yeah, I think he's having his best season. But Giannis season. has that that 25-15-5 record, I believe. He beat Shaq, uh, and it's <laughs> we've still got 20-something games left. So 25 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists is a pretty amazing thing. Like, triple-doubles are great, but... But those are big that's big rebound totals yeah. and, and to have five assists with that and it's yeah. it's pretty it's a pretty good total. So but records records aside, what the Bucks team is doing and how the team plays around Giannis, I feel like if they can let's say let's say they get first or second seed, I feel like Giannis is the MVP.
1: In that same vein, it'd be interesting to see what Steph Curry does in the second half. Getting that team back to full power, see what they do
0: yeah i guess we we kind of forget the warriors you know they've had so mvps and
1: as of as of february 5th the latest odds for mvp has hardened number one at minus 250
0: yeah i obviously i would um be a homer and vote Giannis, and i really do think you can make the best case for him but i worry as i've pointed out that too many people are going to be caught up in the uh the hardened streak. The yeah. people who actually vote on the award, kind of the way, the people those same people got caught up in the Westbrook triple double.
2: Yeah, and that's something actually Bosch discussed how you got to look at what the team's records are too, and what what right. that player is doing for the team. And he said Giannis by far is the best player in the NBA right now, and he should be MVP.
1: So That's also why I I hate those comparisons with Jordan. Like he has like that the stats you see where Jordan had like what those thirty seven games of what, what was it 30 or more that streak right now he's at what Harden's at 22 so he tied Jordan from 89 and 90 but I think the record was whatever but I don't I just don't think you can mention him in the same vein as Jordan because those Jordan seasons where they set it an all-time like at the time it was the all-time wins record and he took him to the finals I don't think Harden's getting to the finals
0: also that was a completely different NBA where it wasn't just jack up a ton of threes right. and
2: uh, you, uh, teams didn't score hundred points yeah
0: and uh, when you like every team when you drove to the paint you actually got hit you get you yeah. get knocked down like yeah a, just
2: just look up some Bill Lambier. yeah
0: yeah the bad boy Pistons that the bulls had to deal Bird with and, used
2: to fight everybody that was those were some fun years
0: and I'm not even like a huge. So, Jordan Defender, but uh it's a different era and yeah, it's I think it's crazy to kids
2: you, nowadays Jordan, don't know yeah, they don't the, the real NBA. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why I like that that actual documentary that ESPN put out, like for a love affair for like the NBA. I guess fun to go back and watch. Oh, yeah. Learn a bunch of stuff. I just rekindled I can't wait for that ten part series that they've been sitting on to finally get released on Jordan. I've been a huge Jordan fan.
2: As we can tell from your questions for quizzes. <laughs> So let's move on to Coach of the Year race. Uh, our our own boy, of course, Mike Budenholzer. We have Nick Nurse from the Raptors, and I would think Nuggets coach Mike Malone. That would be my my three front runners, I guess. That seems seems so like yeah. Those are I the really clear. I really think though it's probably depending on how the Nuggets seed. I would think it's if they can stay in the top. Let's say four. I would think Nuggets and Bucks, Mike Malone and Budenholz are probably probably the two front runners there yeah, in my eyes.
0: It seems like these coaching awards always come down to which team overachieved the most. Definitely. And uh, just looking at preseason, the Bucks and Nuggets had very similar over unders, right around 48 wins, which they're both going to blow by.
2: Yeah. But the thing is the Nuggets have been struggling as of late and they're not number 1 in their league. So you would think if the Bucks can finish first, I would think Budenholzer runs away with it in my eyes because of what he's done to transform nearly the same team into the best team in the NBA. Yeah, that's right. It's the
0: same roster. Yeah. You got to There's, get a, there's a
2: couple of really good Brooke, pieces that they Brooke added Lopez, Of course, yeah. we can't can't yeah, I mean, not talk about Ilya Solva, Brook Lopez, and we haven't even seen Miritich yet. But yeah, the pairing of
1: like horse with with Coach Bud and his philosophy changes. But I mean, Mike Malone's been in Denver for what three years now, maybe four. We'll uh, say we'll say three years. We'll call right? three years. Coach Bud, is, like he took over from a Jason Kidd team that either A was completely underachieving, or B he's just that
2: good of a coach to to fit a philosophy and a system and. That matches
1: the skill set and he's just totally dominated.
2: I think there's just more of a structure too. It's not just like this is Giannis's team, you can't take shots. You have to get the ball to Giannis and just watch him do what he does. Well, I mean, technically they do still do that. They they kinda but it's more of if you get the ball shoot it. So I think it's more of like a better I don't know, what do you call it, culture, so to say, mm-hmm. with Budenholzer where it's Back then, it was more like a dictatorship, I guess, so to say. So, Bucks
0: only uh, one win away from matching last season's total Amazing, kid. Yeah.
1: Amazing. So, transitioning into the Bucks talk, we've had a good week so far. Had a 13 point win against Chicago, and then a big win again tonight, coming back to win over the Pacers by nine.
0: After uh, our trip to the Pfizer Forum, watching them lose. They did bounce back to keep the streak alive. But, but it's amazing what
2: Giannis does. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, no it's, back-to-back losses.
2: It's really interesting though because that game against the Bulls was much closer than the thirteen points. And maybe I'm nitpicking, but they were only up three with two fifty-five left. The and Bulls. They went three. They had a three-minute scoreless stretch in that game, and and then of course the Bucks were up fourteen in that game.
0: The Bulls have played the Bucks tough every time this year. They really have, even though. Uh, the Bucks have won every game, right? E,
2: um, they might yeah. have lost one. No, they did, but they? they have beat them every time. They beat time. them every time. Okay,
0: but yeah, that some of these games have been close. So there was that one where the Bulls were just on fire from three early, but Bucks always—they uh, always find a way.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. Like even down the stretch with both games, really, they, they, yeah, they find a way to win, and they find a way to win big. Like it's they make these runs. That they're like, okay, let's lock down defensively. Let's feed Giannis. Let's let's hit some more threes. And it's pretty amazing what they do what they've been doing in the last like couple minutes of these last two games, I think. It really shows how they've grown as a team because usually these are games that I feel like the Bucks would lose. And like you've been saying all year, you want to see these these like key wins for the season. And I feel like these last two games against the Bad Bulls team where they could have easily just sat everybody and said forget it all-star breaks coming but they they went when they won that game and then against the pacers this this game was back and forth for a while but and they were up the bucks were i think were up about 11 but the pacers ended up having a huge third quarter george hill if it wasn't for george hill i think he scored 12 points tonight if it wasn't for him the bucks would have lost this game by a lot George Hill kept them in the game in the third quarter. The Bucks were down 10 still with I think 9 minutes left in that game and then they surged and had another huge run and it's pretty amazing what what this team can do now and right. it kind of shows how good they are. And like like the Bulls coach said he he kind of said when you play these good teams like like the Warriors and like the like the Bucks and now we're getting mentioned you know <laughs> it's kind of interesting to me. Like we're getting mentioned with with the mm. Warriors, like right. I don't know, like teams are noticing that we're just going to be hard to beat. Another crazy point: we we kind of rigged on Giannis his three point shooting
1: through the course of the beginning of the season to now. So if you actually look at it, looking ahead of it, October he was at six point three percent. It was it was atrocious. Yeah, doubles it going into November fourteen point three percent. December was 22, January 30.6, and currently in February, he's 42.9.
0: Hey, how about that? Yeah, he's hitting them. Co- competent three-point shooting. Talk about a guy going to work. And just because uh, Indiana doesn't have Oladipo, don't write them off. That That is still a tough, team. a tough team, especially playing them in Indiana. Uh, maybe even Nate McMillan could be a dark horse for Coach of the Year, That's depending on sure. how the Pacers finish, but... Yeah, they're still a tough team and they've done a good job on Giannis in previous times playing them, but tonight Giannis just went full beast mode. Right. Trippled There's a couple double. of plays
1: where I just saw that that, that spin moves wicked.
2: Oh, I love like I don't it. know what you I don't know how you to defend that. You can't stop that. that. There's yeah. no way. No. Markkinen, Markkinen got schooled. <laughs> well, oh just, my god, they used to look at that play. As, a,
0: as yeah. a fellow big man, it's so fast.
1: It's just how quick his footwork is, but it's it's a whole other thing where there's no way he reads it so well he can feel where you're leaning so he can fake one way and if he feels you leaning and prepping for him to do that spin move he'll just go straight forward and he's slippery he and he goes through and he scores that there's no way to defend that yeah. I, it's just
0: incredible i watched a video of uh buck's practice from before the season started where Giannis was uh practicing his euro step and then he was also practicing Faking his Euro step because he wanted guys to start to bite on the Euro step, and yeah, when you uh, when you add that to your game, it's just impossible hey, to defend. Impossible,
2: impossible. Speaking So of, speaking
1: of Euro step, though, did you see Bradley Beal's?
0: <laughs> Is that a Euro step when you think, take
2: eight steps and then <laughs> pass was, the ball? That was so awesome. Uh, the ref said it was a legal play. Yeah, <laughs> even even him vehemently. Even Twitter, Twitter. afterwards, he's like he jokingly was like, "Don't see anything wrong with that." Yeah, i guess he lost control but i don't know he lost control of how many feet were on the ground losing control bet, is
0: legal i thought you, the ball had to be I, knocked away i thought if you be...
2: lost control it's like a pass to yourself so therefore yeah. it's a turnover <laughs> and a travel
0: yeah i thought you only could do that if oh, if a defender tipped the ball like right. out of your hands I, right.
2: I
1: know i know kazman doesn't watch the nba but if he did watch one <laughs> clip of the nba if that was the one he saw his he would cowl, lose his mind he yeah. would
2: yeah he would burn it down it <laughs> was just hilarious. So let's just k- kind of just looking ahead for the Bucks uh, quickly. The Eastern Conference is a four to five team race, I would think. Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, Sixers, Boston. I'm still afraid of Boston. I, who knows? But still, like you mentioned the Pacers that p- be still being at third. That's crazy. Yeah. It's so it's it's a pretty uh, going to be pretty tough. I think the rest of the season. Uh, there's kind of a stretch that that the Bucks may have a losing streak. I don't know. Still haven't lost two in a row though. March seventh through March nineteenth, they play the Pacers, Hornets, Spurs at Spurs at Pelicans at Miami versus Philly, and then versus the Lakers. So it could have that's like their toughest stretch. I was kind of looking ahead. Otherwise, they kind of have easy teams with a not many tough teams. They play the Sixers, I believe, twice. Yeah, they've only so. played
0: them once so far. So that can determine winning one of those games would uh, determine the tiebreaker with them. Definitely. We only play them three times this year.
2: And then, lastly, we haven't played the Raptors with Gasol, so we'll see. Hopefully, come the finals, on how we match up. Yeah, right. We are all done with the Raptors. Knock on
0: wood.
1: Yeah, I think that that Celtics game coming right out of the All Star break is going to be a big. Oh, that's going to be fun. Statement game.
0: Yeah, certainly, uh, certainly a good test, and hopefully the debut of uh, Miritich.
1: Yeah, I kinda like that idea that of them keeping him out through the All Star break. Yeah. As much as I really wanted to see him play and and see kinda what he does and what Bud has planned for him, uh I do like the idea of just get him rest up, get him acclimated with the with the playbook and the scheme and, and get him through the All Star break. So
2: All right, well, let's get to some NFL talk since since the NFL's still around. About a month away from free agency, I believe. Who needs mm-hmm. the NFL when you have the AAF? Yeah, right. We'll, we'll get to AAF. First, the AFC North, is it wide open now? I mean, What's a the, lot of things happened. There have been a lot of moves. A lot of oh. moves. So Flacco was traded to the Broncos. Kareem Hunt signed with the Browns. I can't believe that. <laughs> Mind blown. And Antonio Brown says he's done with Pittsburgh. And, of course, Le'Veon Bell is gone from Pittsburgh. So is this Pittsburgh's last run? Like, are they done now? So who's going to take that division?
1: Weren't the Steelers also talking to Ben about extension? I believe so.
2: Bengals also have a new coach. Oh, good for them. Yeah, (laughs) good job. Was it Zach from the Rams? Zach Morris, I believe. Zach, Zach Taylor.
0: Zach Brown. (laughs)
2: <laughs> zach Brownman. so yeah flacco traded to the broncos uh from super bowl winner to huge contract to benched uh, and the jackson era is I mean, here i, I kind
1: of like the move for denver it's kind of a, a bigger name i like the idea of and i'll i'll be on the record but i'd be a big fan of the packers reaching out to at least to talk to case keenum he's a quality quarterback I don't put the whole big turmoil from Denver on him for last year.
0: I thought he actually was okay last year. Quarterback wasn't their biggest problem. Right. No, not
1: at all. So especially as also how he performed for Minnesota, I'd like to see him come into Green Bay and be that competent backup for Aaron.
0: Considering Aaron's been banged up a couple of years in a row, and uh, I don't think any of us have real faith in Deshaun Kaiser to win games we saw brett Hundley wasn't able to win games a year before um, that
2: we saw almost a whole half of them <laughs> yeah. against chicago nearly be torn in half by mac
0: i think uh a veteran backup is something the packers really need to look into the days of mccarthy trying to develop someone i think uh, that is, that's over is
2: Fitch Ma- fitz Ma fits magic available oh uh, i, I think believe he is let's get some Fitz magic
1: but Come i think it's kind of i find it kind of interesting when the the quarterback turmoil in Denver under the Elway era for being such a quarterback guy and guru, they've only been successful when they've signed people. So they, they I brought in hall of famer Peyton Manning. And then after that, they tried to groom two quarterbacks failure and Osweiler failure with the kid from Paxton Lynch, yeah, Paxton Lynch and also less than star from Northwestern
2: Trevor it's, Simeon. It's kind of like having Jason kid and hoping that MCW is going to be great. Right, right. <laughs> maybe, maybe these guys just shouldn't be in those positions. Some guys shouldn't, I guess.
0: It is interesting,
1: but, you, but he's like he's in charge of that. So he's kind of he's supposed to be the scout guy,
2: the guy, the guru that's
1: supposed to be able to go find the diamond in the rough guy. And and they've had draft picks, they drafted high round quarterbacks, and they've developed none of them. None of them. And now here they are, they plucked Case Keenum in free agency. They didn't like how that turned out. Now they're going back at the same well with Flacco.
0: Uh, does Denver think they? can make the playoffs? Is this a move? Is this a stopgap move or do they think they can compete? They're in the same division with the Chargers and the Chiefs. I don't think they have a chance. I mean, they lost uh, Chris Harris and Emmanuel Sanders to significant injuries. Philip Lindsay
2: had a a knee injury, right? Yeah, I think... Knee or ankle, I don't remember, but...
0: I know they still have Von Miller and they drafted... uh, Yeah, Von Miller's not young. Bradley Chubb, who was like the fifth pick... I know they, they still have hopes that they're past rush, but it just seems like they're like three years removed from going to the Super Bowl now. It's been Patriots three years in a row. So I think that Denver defense is gone. Their yeah. offense isn't the same. They got rid of Demarius Thomas. They should just just tear it down. Because,
1: yeah, I, I, I mean, who's he going to throw to? Because, I mean, like you mentioned, that was a pretty significant knee injury for Emmanuel Sanders, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I, who knows what he comes back next year like. He's another year older. I mean, Cortland Sutton was pretty good. But other than that, they don't have a whole lot from a skill position. So, so they, if you look at that, I don't think, like as you mentioned, I don't think Case Keenum was the problem. No. And now you go ahead and give up probably a mid-round, what did they say, like four or five, or fifth, or, fifth or sixth round pick, I think it was.
0: Yeah, uh, Ravens are just happy to get anything because they were about to cut him. right. Good on Flacco, though he the Super Bowl run. He had eleven touchdowns, no interceptions. That those playoffs, that Ravens team. It wasn't just like the defense carried him to a Super Bowl. He actually played well, and he got paid handsomely for it. And lucky man, yeah.
2: Still collecting, still collecting them checks. Right. Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. So Dorsey actually drafted Hunt with the Chiefs. Uh, he was a leading rusher, of course, before he had a uh, suspension release. Still on the exempt list, of course, the two events, hitting and shoving a woman February of 2018 and punching a man, actually, in June of 2018. No arrests or charges from these events. NFL is still discussing them. Dorsey's kind of happy on how Kareem took responsibility and he's committed to a professional treatment plan that's clearly laid out. So um, I'm s- totally surprised they didn't wait for the NFL to hand out anything.
1: Yeah, especially since they only signed him to like a one-year deal with an option for a strict- restricted free agency in 2020. So they're really just gambling. Cause, I mean, I think, I think feel like his 2019 season is pretty much lost. I think he's going to at least get what, six to eight game suspension?
0: I would think, yeah, at least half the season.
1: And you already have a full backfield. You have Nick Chubb and you still have Duke Johnson there. Unless mm-hmm. like, you you let Duke Johnson
2: walk, but yeah, I don't know why. I just don't understand it at all, to be totally honest. And and why would why would the NFL allow him to go to the Browns, who have a history of not helping helping players? I
0: guess the lesson here is um, you can't get in trouble unless you're really talented and young, because yeah, you I think know, the young part of it. Yeah, Ray Rice uh he was on know, the wrong side of 30
1: yeah we got it, a second chance. it really too. is
0: what it, that feels like now is it was more just it wasn't so much the act it was his age because now we've seen kareem hunt get signed quickly tyreek hill his his past for, is forgiven joe mixon of these guys as long as you're young and talented uh teams will still yeah. sign you and uh pretty easy for them to look the other way so this doesn't help the NFL's uh, image problem at all.
1: Right, and it does seem like a pretty big lottery lottery ticket that they just wanted to get out in front of and and hold the rights to because, I mean, the base salary is only what six hundred forty five thousand cap hit potentially almost a million after bonuses and things like that. But they just have his rights for twenty twenty. So even if he like does pan out and has a good half a season, and maybe they don't, maybe he's trade bait. Maybe they just had to extend them, but they have, they have his rights for the next two years. Maybe that's just the gamble that Dorsey's going for, irregardless of what he did or did not do.
0: Well, let's just, let's see how Goodell handles this now. Cause, um, uh, pick a, pick a side NFL either. Are you either on the side of, you know, we're going to wear pink every month and, you know, really try to clean up our image or do you just not care as long as, uh,
1: not only that, like the game suspension could be all over the map. It could be anywhere from two games to half a season.
0: Yeah, Ray Rice's suspension was originally going to be like two games, and then the video came out, and people are outraged, and they're like, oh, uh, he's he's suspended all year. And the NFL, they have no idea what they're doing.
1: Yeah, so then they immediately handed that down. But now the the video came out. Chiefs did the right thing, cut him completely, and the put that story to bed for a little bit. But now this is resurfaced, and they sign him before the actual suspension is handed down. Do you think that's because it's out of sight, out of mind? Like the the whole news cycle is now gone. Yeah. With the video, that maybe they can try to squeak it through real we'll get like what a four game. I'd be shocked if they did get anything less than six, but I, I don't know. Oh, Goodell has shocked before with random, yeah. just random, arbitrary games that he's just thrown down for different things.
0: I want to watch a league with integrity. Can't wait till the XFL starts.
1: <laughs> At least you know what you're
0: going into when you're watching that. So the last piece of news, Antonio Brown wanting out of Pittsburgh. Would you guys want Antonio Brown on the Packers?
2: Yes. So I guess if it's just giving up my first and let's say a fifth, the thirtieth pick. Yeah, not the, the not the not the twelfth or thirteenth. I don't remember what we're 12, at. Yeah. yeah, I would I would shoot that dart. Why not? I I mean come on. I know this sounds just like typical,
0: yeah, like sports radio caller. We need Antonio Brown. But I actually think it's not a bad thing to really consider because Aaron Rodgers is 35. He's had some injuries. We don't know how much longer we have with Aaron. And it still is a lot of unproven guys after Devontae Adams. And And it is no proven number two.
2: I think one thing we have to remember is that Ted Thompson is gone. And Mm -hmm. Gutenkunst was, right? Gutenkunst, I got that right? Gutenkunst. Gutenkunst. I'll get it one. Uh, (laughs) Goot. There you go. (laughs) You've got to remember, Goot was was 100% ready to have those two huge contracts of Rodgers and Mac. They were in that Mac talk, and they were ready to deal and pay him. So... Don't forget that, and don't forget that Good is yeah. the GM, and he is going to maybe go after some somebody of, big.
0: Some of what uh, swung that deal f- in the Bears' favor was uh, the Raiders actually thought the Packers would have a better record. They thought they'd be getting a better pick with the Bears. Pretty amazing. <laughs> that did uh. not happen.
2: <laughs>
0: but, yeah, Brown's going to be, this will be his age 31 season coming up, yeah. and he's signed for two more after that. Uh, yeah,
1: he signed through. 33-year-old year.
2: I think... Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown.
1: That would be that. the only reason I would be a little bit skeptical. He's on the wrong side of 30. And we've seen time and time again where these players hit that, that plateau and they fall off that cliff.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he seems like one of those players, though, that can last a couple more years.
0: Yeah, the real high-end talent you're more likely to, to trust to last. But, yeah, it's something something to keep an eye on because it certainly seems like he is done in Pittsburgh. I don't see him coming back.
1: It's just that, that skill level that's, that skill position seems to have a steep decline. That's why I guess it, it does help that we have Devontae that helped protect him a little bit where he would normally see him double coverage and get that beating week in week out. Devontae's going to get that coverage so it actually I think would prolong his career. Going to Green Bay so it'd be interesting to see if that plays into any of his decision or not. But that'd be the only concern I would have giving giving away a number yeah. one. So with that, I think we're gonna wrap it up for the night. But we do have to say one thing. Go, Arizona Hotshots.
0: Go. What is my team again? Apollos. Apollo Thirteens. Yeah. Wow. All the
2: hats are out of stock. Go San Diego, battleships. Oh. Yeah, you like that?
0: That's why I picked them. That's a better name than Fleet.
2: Yeah, it is much better. Got to get the starter jacket though. Yes, I see, we did see find
0: that. those.
1: That was a good. We did call that. Classic I didn't notice the logo jackets. in the in the locker room, and then magically on the shop they had the the starter pullovers. Yeah,
2: I magical magical own, time of youth. Maybe we might have to do a little bet here, where whoever's team finishes first, the losers have to buy them the starter jacket, and they are like 179 bucks. So, I'd rather just go with the jersey at that point. <laughs> But a t-shirt. jacket, man. That'd be awesome. I'll just
1: use, use I'll just wear my like Chicago Bulls one I have Orlando Magic one.
0: Yeah, if they're gonna make AAF ones, make a Packers one. Do they have Packers ones? They I must. Think they do. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I know some of the China websites to have them.
0: Yeah, I'd rather have that than an Apollo's one.
1: <laughs> so with that, wanna do a special shout out thanks to friend of the podcast Chris and CK Trucking for plowing out my driveway so I can successfully now go to work tomorrow, or should I say not
0: going to work so wish
1: you would have done that but thank you though thank you Appreciate Mr. It. Plow
0: name again well, Mr. Mr. Plow. Plow
2: Mr. Plow
0: see you later everybody bye everyone And that's another word bye everyone
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know I'm not even ready this is so different goodbye I have nothing I have nothing man we could cut out like everything we've said so far. Totally fine with me. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Questionable to Return Sports Podcast. Send us your questions, read more about us, and more on our website, questionabletoreturn.com. Follow us on Twitter at q to return and Instagram at questionable to return You can also like us on Facebook, facebook.com, slash questionable to return follow each of the guys on twitter for andy at andy the number nine m a n mike at mike r Daily, and pete at p cozy with a k junior jr please consider leaving us a five-star review as well as sharing us with someone you know